Hello, my name is Jillian. My name is Yolanda, and welcome to the The Pemberley Podcast. It's really good to be here after a week's hiatus. That was torture for me. Was it torture for you? Yes. It was unexpected, but... That's going to lead into our announcement for our new schedule. At the moment, Yolanda and I have encountered some issues that basically limit us to making three episodes a month. Assessing the situation, we're figuring it out. Hopefully this is not a permanent thing. We would love to get back to making one episode per week and just putting it out there. But for the foreseeable future, until we say otherwise, it's pretty much going to be three episodes a month. The week we're recording this, we had the finale of Poe Party, which I'm sure if you're a fan of the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, you are probably watching or have been watching the Poe Party, which includes Mary-Kate Wiles and Ashley Clements. I've been watching. (laughs) It's been great. And spoilers, not spoilers, in case you haven't seen the finale, but we did get a surprise in the finale of Poe Party. I would like to talk about this spoiler, so I would say if you haven't seen the ending, stuff your fingers in your ear for the next minute or so, but hopefully you've seen it by now. Basically, we were very surprised to see we got a glimpse of Jane Austen, played by our very own Laura Spencer. Our Jane from the series played Jane Austen in Poe Party, and she was straight up murdered, (laughs) but so was Mary-Kate. I mean, it's a cruel world. It was a nice little reunion to see Laura Spencer and Ashley Clements together again on screen. Yeah. It would have been a cool moment if all three of them had been in the series at the same time, but they they had little callbacks to uh, Lizzie Bennet or Jane Austen references that were fun for all the fans. Oh yeah, I love those Jane Austen puns at the end like if you get to go judge you could use persuasion to get you off and could t- whatever it was and they it had was- in the trailer like ashley clements saying well, who do you think we are the austins oh. and-, and you thought it ended there but it didn't they circled back and that was the brilliance of the joke i'm glad that laura spencer had time to have that cameo in Poe Party. I think it was surprising for everyone. It was a well-kept secret. And if you haven't watched it, we definitely recommend you checking it out. All right. If you've been stuffing your fingers in your ear, you can take them out now. Spoilers are over. What's not over, and what I think is the very beginning of something really great, is the meme action that we saw this past week on Twitter. We finally got to a place in the Lizzie Bennet Diaries where we're seeing a little bit more of Caroline, and especially in the book too, like a little more like two-faced attitude, and decided to correctly compare Caroline to Regina George in the epic Mean Girls by Tina Fey, my personal idol. And we had one of our listeners send in some memes and we want to thank Megan or Megna Carta on Twitter for your amazing Mean Girl memes or Meme Girls. You're very proud of that name. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> meme Girls. Like, we're going to just like, all, let's all just start the revolution right now. Meme Girls. So if you two would like to participate and send in your own memes of Meme Girls and Pride and Prejudice mashups, Feel free to send those in and we will retweet those or share those on our Facebook and Tumblr just to make sure that we are spreading the word about Meme Girls. Meme Girls. Oh, yeah. And any other crossover that you think would be really great for the universe to decrease world suck, if you will, is super appreciated. We'll retweet you. And it is also worth mentioning, we got a Facebook page. Woo! Yay! 
definitely if you have a Facebook like us, we're the Pemberley Podcast, and we're going to be sharing the same info, uh, but you can share it more easily with all your Facebook friends. All right. Jumping into episode 11, written by Margaret Dunlap. Actually, episodes 11 and 12, both written by Margaret Dunlap. This episode 11 is now the post-dinner of Lizzie, Lydia, Jane going to Bing's house and having dinner with Bing, Caroline, and Darcy. Something I'd like to interject here, because I am reading along in the book, and we are a little bit off track right now, because basically we're between big events in the book. In the book, we've just come from the Netherfield Ball. Bingley and Jane have met, and they're all googly-eyed for each other. So what comes next in the book is Caroline invites... I read the note on air last week. She and her sister, Mrs. Hurst, invite Jane over because Bingley's going to be dining with the officers. And that quick-witted Mrs. Bennett is like, "Uh uh-uh, my daughter is not going all the way to Netherfield just to not see Bingley. She's going on horseback, she's going to get sick, and she's going to have to stay which totally works. And we're sort of between those happenings because even though there is a dinner that happens, it's not, it doesn't quite do for the plot what the staying over and having to live with Bingley and Caroline and Darcy. It would have been too soon in the series, in this this adaptation, because how strange would it be for someone you just met for for you to expect them to house you when you're sick. Sure. Sure, they would accept you into their home, be like, okay, you're here, you're clearly dying, <laughs> we're going to have to take you in, but I don't think they would have been as hospitable or willing to house her for as long as they did in, in say, the book or any other adaptation that, that she stays there for. Bing is going to be a doctor. I mean, doesn't he want to heal the world or something? Ideally, <laughs> but... But it's kind of a lot when, like, the girl you have a crush on has, like, a horrible cult. Like, I, the Jane- it could have been a Florence Nightingale type of thing. That's true. Where, you know, <laughs> he, she, he's having to take care of her and, and they fall in love because of proximity and everything like that. But that would have been introducing that love story too soon. Yeah. Um, I'd like to acknowledge a character from the book that is, I feel like, rarely seen in the adaptations because I feel like people are generally pretty familiar with the miniseries with uh, Colin Firth. Uh, I'm also wearing my Colin Firth shirt today. But in the Keira Knightley movie, we did not see this character. And in this book, or sorry, in the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, we did not see this character, which is Mr. Hurst, because in the book, Bingley has two sisters, Caroline, the super single one who's into Darcy, and... Louisa, who's married. So her name is Mrs. Hurst. Her husband is Mr. Hurst. And oh my gosh, this man is the living human manifestation of like a potato. He's he's taciturn. He's apathetic. I have this lovely, lovely quote here where sort of what was running through Darcy's mind and what was running through Mr. Hurst's mind when Elizabeth has walked the three miles to Netherfield, is there to see her sister. Mr. Darcy said very little, and Mr. Hurst, nothing at all. The former was divided between admiration of the brilliancy which exercise had given to her complexion and doubt as to the occasions justifying her coming so far alone. The latter was thinking only of his breakfast. Mr. Hurst just wants his breakfast the man just wants his grits (laughs) so probably him and 
Mr. Bennett would get along because they understand each other. They're on the yeah. same wavelength. But to add in another Mr. Bennett to the adaptation wouldn't be necessary because we already have one of those. I No, and I understand. It's just Mr. Hurst, it's not just the Lizzie Bennett Diaries. It's the Kira Knightley. Like, everyone just doesn't even want Louisa and Mr. Hurst. That's fine. I don't need them. But I just feel like I should do a fantastically lazy character some justice. So my soap, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> I think we should talk a little bit about this dinner party. I was under some kind of misapprehension as to who was invited. Clearly from the last episode, because Lizzie has the ability to mind meld, we got the information that <laughs> everyone from the family was supposed to be invited or that there were under the presumption that everyone was invited via an invitation directly to Jane but still and in this episode it's more the idea that it was just jane and lizzie invited and their mom just sort of barged in uninvited yeah that's weird to me because so first of all bing sends flowers to jane's office which means jane this is for you but when lizzie was mind melding because that's a thing that she can do she was like and me and lydia and mom, and there was no mention of Mr. Bennett, but you kind of get the impression that it's like a family invitation. But then it just turned out to be Lizzie and James. Was that like, like she said in the last episode, a weird sister thing? Was this supposed to be like a blind date with Darcy? Actually, even, you know, that was just Lizzie speculating about who was going to be invited. But Lizzie did, did say to Jane in the last episode, do you need a chaperone or do you need supervision? She said something along the lines of that because Jane was probably nervous to go on her own into because it would have been her, Bing, Darcy, and Caroline. Right, but it's not like Mrs. Bennett and Lydia were not eating there because they had other plans. Right. It's just a mystery as to whether or not they were invited. Well, that's why. I think Jane was sort of dragging along Lizzie. Mm -hmm. And in that process, of course... Something like that isn't going to be kept secret from Mrs. Bennett in her own household under her mm -hmm. roof. And she found a way to get invited. And we learn sort of how deep Mrs. Bennett's charm goes as we learn that Lizzie had a model UN field trip in, to, in, at the White House. And she charmed her way to having Diet Coke with the Bush twins. Can that happen? I don't mm, think that can happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the White House. It's like pretty hard to run into people. In the West Wing. I guess the idea is that she is so persistent yeah. that she can find her way. My mom's a bit like that, actually, where she has no patience to wait in lines. There's a distinct memory of a Star Wars celebration. I think that happened in L.A. years ago. And there was like a super long line and my mom was not willing to wait. So she just like, oh, I'm confused and went to the front and then she bought us batches. Oh my god! So I think that's Mrs. Bennett. She's the kind of person who's like, I'm not going to put up with any nonsense. I'm invited. I'm going. I want your mom to come with me to everything. <laughs> I want to go to the DMV with her. Well, that's different. That's like yeah. government. <laughs> so I well, think, but she is someone who would want to take advantage of everything. So if it's something like the White House, I wouldn't put it past my mom to also do the same thing. Oh to be like, you know what? We're going to pet the dogs. We want to we <laughs> see the dogs. Pet the dogs. That's for a good cause. And it's also speculation because like the UN is in Manhattan. Like I've seen that building. So. Yeah, that was a, a strange fact to add in. 
We understand you're going to the White House, but what were you doing there for Model UN, and why are you pointing it out? <laughs> I think it was an instance where these two different things, both the White House story of like, oh, Diet she's so pushy, she can get Diet Coke with the Bush twins, mm. and somehow incorporating the UN, these two different elements, they somehow wanted to make it work in this episode, yeah, and it, it kind of works. I don't feel like I learned anything new about Lizzie from that. I guess they're trying to show off. Hey, this is a smart. This is a smart kid. She is a smart kid. We we knew she, we, but, she's but we getting, know that she's she's getting her master's degree. You know. I guess that's really our only hint that Lizzie's smart. She said she that reads. She's, she, <laughs> that's all it takes to, to. You just have to read like Colin Firth movies. She's. I mean, like really, Lizzie's all of us. Don't we all want to see ourselves as smart? <laughs> we know she's smart. Go Lizzie. She was smart even in like what the eighth grade. Yes. Good for her. We got to see Lydia not play Bing Lee in costume theater, uh, although I did enjoy her rendi- rendition of This Jam is Super Slammin', so is that Jane Bennett. Instead, Lizzie plays him, and he's a much he's a much sweeter guy, but we get to see some really interesting dating advice that Jane Austen definitely wrote about in the early 1800s that is still applicable today, which is who has to show the most affection, and is that a power play? With Lizzie, the advice she gives to Jane, which she thinks Jane is playing it fine, she's playing it cool. She's not showing that she's too interested too soon, and in this way, she thinks she'll gain the affection of Bing faster. Yeah, make him work for it. Um, Versus Charlotte, who strongly disagrees with this so mm-hmm. much that she interrupts Lizzie filming and says that, Jane was probably playing it too cool that because they know Jane so well, they are scholars of Jane's moods that they're able to discern how she acts with different people and showing that she's really liking this guy may look the same as being nice to her mortal enemy. Does Jane have mortal enemies? No, but (laughs) pretending she does, she would act the same toward everyone. That's true. I mean, Jane is just... We already know she's like the nicest person in the whole world. Uh, she thinks everyone is the sweetest, and that includes her precious Bing. But he doesn't necessarily know. I mean, guys, they don't always pick up on signals. Lizzie, I think, was very kind when she's like, he's a smart guy. He'll figure it out. He may not. <laughs> Probably many a relationship have not happened because the other party could not pick up on the other party's signals. At the end, Lizzie does want to go on and bash Darcy, but Charlotte tells her too many subjects can keep us unfocused, so we're just going to stick to what we've already talked about and cuts the video there, which does show the interesting narrative that there is some planning that goes into these videos on Charlotte and Lizzie's behalf. I don't know if Charlotte is actively helping Lizzie plan out these videos, sort of a rough outline, which would be helping her so much with her thesis project. But there's definitely some planning that goes on in there. And even though that can be torture for the audience and getting that teaser of Darcy without actually hearing about it, it keeps the videos down to under five minutes. Sure. We all love a good Darcy bashing. (laughs) But let's move on to episode 12, where we get to see Jane say, Oh, hi. It's so good to see you. The clip that was repeated over and over by Charlotte in the previous episode. All in the same voice, but we get to see her say it in her cute little red bow tie and her matching lipstick. That was on point. Good Good for you, Laura Spencer. Good for you. (laughs) 
You're on point, girl. And again with this episode, kind of the first thing Lizzie says, we'll get back to the Darcy bashing. So it's still like we haven't heard the entirety of the dinner quite yet. We're still getting that extended, just like the wedding. The wedding was spread over three episodes. And the dinner is also kind of getting spread out, too. I know. And with the wedding, we got to hear about the best part last. So who knows if anything crazy. I feel like Lizzie is obsessed with Darcy. Even if it's obsessed with hating him, I just feel like she's like, Darcy. Like like she lies awake at night, tossing and turning like Darcy. is just like in her head. She can't get him out. We do find out that Lizzie ranks her sisters and friends. Has I a know. ranking system for them. And Lydia doesn't make the cut. How sad, because, I mean, she got in trouble with Charlotte, like, first or second video saying, my best friend, and so she has to call Jane her second best friend, which is okay, because she's her sister, and then Lydia Lydia doesn't even rank. Nah, that's kind of, I mean, I get it, your siblings aren't always your best friends, but you should rank them in love. (laughs) We also get to see, I think, what is an attempt to reestablish the bias that we've been talking so much about because... Lizzie's not shy about saying, of course I'm biased. It's my video blog. She screams it. I just screamed that. I hope people down the hall heard me. And she asks Jane, so here's what I've said about mom. What do you think? And Jane's like, yeah, but sweet. She describes everyone as sweet. It feels like a response to the comments, really, which we haven't seen quite yet. Or it's a response to the audience of a lot of comments saying you're biased and people who've read the book saying, oh, you'll change your mind kind of thing, being coy about that. But this is the adaptation's way of saying, yes, she's biased, but here's her sister Jane to give the full picture. But we still don't get a full picture because because Jane's Jane's view of everyone is so sweet. (laughs) Jane is very la vie en rose. Like, she sees life in pink. Everything is all hunky-dory. Well... You know, everything is hunky-dory, but she really, really wants everything She's to be optimistic. Hunky-dory. She's very optimistic. And Lizzie's even like, all right, I defy you to say something nice about Darcy. And she goes, I'll admit he's a little prickly. Which That's I love. The meanest thing the that meanest she could thing. say. He's prickly. The best compliment she can come up with is tall. That's objective. Right before that, though, she's kind of struggling to find something to describe him as. And Jane says she was just talking to Lydia about this. So the idea is, what was that conversation between Lydia and Jane talking about Darcy? I wonder if Darcy is weighing as heavily on the minds of Jane and Lydia as he is on Lizzie. Well, because Lizzie got personally burned by Darcy at the wedding. Like, she's got a vendetta against him. I think it's Jane more concerned about Lizzie's concern of Darcy. Yeah. And that's why maybe she wanted to vent to or talk it over with Lydia. Like, do you notice anything different about Lizzie? And I'm sure Lydia just thought, well, she's weird like always. So mm. no, there's nothing, <laughs> nothing different. She kind of hates on him a lot for knowing so little about him. She hasn't known Darcy for very long, but she really hates on him. I feel like Lizzie is hating on Darcy with the level of aggression reserved for people that you see every day. Like if there's, I don't know, a neighbor or some guy on the bus or someone at work or in your office building or something that you just can't stand. I think they just got off on the wrong foot and she's been just riding that wave very intensely ever since to the point where, yeah, she is airing all her strong opinions about him on the internet. But 
that's more a testament to how much she cares about Darcy, that she would care enough to talk about him so much. Maybe it's just a comment on the fact that her the rest of her life is so boring. Like, where? Where do you get the energy to hate on him every single video? It would. I mean, it would be awful. If you just find out, like, off one bad impression, you find out someone's been making these videos and has been bashing you for weeks on end. That's true, because... Based off what we know. Yeah, she, she does ta- Imagine being Darcy and, like, discovering these videos online. Like, hey, is that... She doesn't even change his name or anything. Yeah, didn't even it's try Darcy. to protect his identity. The internet. Protect yourself, Lizzie. She gives out her full name. She's oh, yeah. letting everyone know her friends and sisters' names. Mm-hmm. We know what her bedroom looks like. Very dangerous for she's, Lizzie Bennet. She's on the grid. She really shouldn't be bashing powerful people while she's on the grid. And we do hear more about Caroline. Very little information, but we hear more about her and Jane saying she's nice, she's sweet, and well, that's basically it. But we mostly get unease and distrust from lizzie because jane says isn't she so sweet and lizzie goes yeah she's great and then jane leaves and she goes caroline was nice but i don't know why she was so nice like she questions why caroline is nice and it's like being as nice is maybe just a nice family of nice people she's very wary of everyone around her And I will give her this. She checks herself about that. She says, wow, I'm so suspicious of people. She does check herself, though she wrecks herself. She's someone who trust needs to be earned versus trusting someone up front. And then if that's damaged in any way, it kind of goes away. So she's like up front, doesn't trust anyone. And that needs to grow from there, from their friendship. I feel like Jane is the complete opposite of that because she just is so trusting. Right. And that opinion doesn't change unless proven otherwise. Mm Mm-hmm. In the book, she, uh, like, Lizzie comes in with her muddy skirt, walking all that way to see her favorite sister. And after she leaves, Caroline just turns to her sister and, hang on, I have the exact words. It seems to me to show an abominable sort of conceited independence, a most country town indifference to decorum. Jeez, abominable sort of conceited independence. That is some kind of insult. She is essentially bashing on her independence, which nowadays we're like, yeah, Lacey's a strong, independent woman. And she did walk all that way. And Carol, like Caroline would have been, if she had like been around like a hundred years later, she would have been one of those women who's like, you know, women just don't need the right to vote. We don't want that. <laughs> she would have been against the suffragettes. I'm saying Caroline is not nice. She subscribes to the tearing other women down school of thought, if you will. The school of thought where, oh, I'm so insecure about myself. My man candy, Darcy, is in the corner and he's looking at this other girl. Time to tear her down. Is Caroline insecure? Well, what Lizzie does mention is she goes off into corners a lot with Darcy. Like, Caroline is, like, beautiful and she seems kind of outgoing and... She goes out of her way to hang out with Darcy at social functions. I think it's more of that Darcy secludes himself and she goes out to seek him and goes to meet him where he's at because she does want to be with Darcy. Why? Maybe that's why Lizzie's so suspicious of her. That's why. Because she's she's going off the first impression of Darcy, who she doesn't like. She kind of thinks Caroline is nice, so she's not sure how those two personalities could get along. And 
kind of confirmed by her sister Jane, the only compliment that Jane can give Darcy is that he's tall. We don't really know the relationship there. Still to be explored. We have, the writers have planted a seed for us that will grow into the relationship that is Darcy Caroline. Daryline. Great ship name. Cara Darcy. Nah, I think Daryline sounded nicer. (laughs) It does sound better. Jumping into comments for episode 11. Yay, comments! The first comment is by, oh goodness, Tartarugamas? Sure. (laughs) Who said, finally, exclamation point, exclamation point. The next comment is by Mesty Arcanus, who says, wait, I'm confused. Is your sister taking the drugs legit, or is there some nefarious purpose to her putting them in her purse? I'd hate to prejudge her, winky face. Get it, because Lizzie prejudged Bing. Huh? Her prejudice. Ha ha ha. We get it, writers. We get it. <laughs> Biohonk said, I disagree. The videos shouldn't be longer. Not that I don't love these videos, but if you make them longer, there will be less. And I love the anticipation. Also, if it just goes on and on without content, they won't be as fun. Which, yes, but we're sort of getting very little information in these episodes. There's definitely more of having fun with the characters and building out them versus moving the plot forward. We're getting such little bits of information about the characters that the episodes do need to be shorter. Sure, and I mean, we are between big i mean it can't be a big event happening every single episode so it's nice to see these characters in their downtime while before the next thing happens starshine 343 says i don't think we'll ever get to see bing and darcy sad although i hope i'm proved wrong please please prove me wrong for all that is lovely in this world prove me wrong i love this comment because I feel like this comment is the living embodiment of every Lizzie Bennet Diaries fan. And final comment from episode 11 by Sonja G, who said, If anyone that really knew Darcy found these videos, I'm fairly sure they'd have a reason to call for a restraining order. Agreed. Restraining order, I think, would be a bit... I think a cease and desist letter would suffice. Yeah, because, like... Darcy's a public figure. He's not just some schmuck. How public is he? I think in the local economy, maybe, but not. He's not like a, a celebrity. If That's it true. were, if he were a celebrity, then making videos, you know, about him wouldn't be anything different. But because he's not super famous, I think it would be weird for anyone in his circle to find these videos. That's true. I mean, I guess we don't know that much about him yet. We just know he inherited this media company from his family, but we don't know how rich he is, how famous he is. There's still a lot of unknowns there, but regardless, you shouldn't talk about people behind their backs on the internet. The first comment of episode 12 is by Vlogged Life Nina, who says, I love the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Are you mocking her? (laughs) No, I don't know why I put on a small voice, because I too love the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. I could never mock that. Comment by John Steins, who said, You know, for someone claiming to hate a person, you sure are talking about this Darcy chap a lot. I mean, it's getting to the stage where you're mentioning him at least once a video. I can understand if he's a jerk, but would it not be better to ignore him? That's exactly what I was saying. Where do you get the energy? Pride and prejudice without Darcy. What would that look like? Prejudice. (laughs) It would just be prejudice. And it would be a much shorter book. Yes. Millamumber1 says, Jane is the best. She has a very agile mind, which can find the good in everyone, especially the tallness in everyone. 
But now I'm sure Lydia has something to say. Also, Jane, don't listen to Charlotte. She is very smart. But the reasoning behind her advice doesn't fit with your foundational beliefs and integrity. It works for her, but wouldn't for you. I like this comment. This is so encouraging of Jane's personality. It's these comments that are talking directly to the characters mm -hmm. as if they're real. Yeah. And I, I really like these comments because they're actively engaging with the story and wanting to see the best for them. Yeah. I want to see the best for her. I, I, I kind of, I do tend to agree. She should play it cool. I just, it feels like it's more Jane's style, you know? Yeah, we don't know much about anyone's previous dating history, but no. we just go off what we know now. And last comment by Weho Rachel, who said, Lizzie, as an older sister, I think you are being a little rough with Lydia. I know she can be wild and irresponsible, but you are her sister. You, of all people, should have her back. Again, talking to the characters as if they're real and giving direct advice. Life advice. I feel like everyone should take this advice. You don't always like your family, but you gotta support them. Now we're going to jump into our Twitter poll, which again, if you don't know, every week on Twitter, we put out a poll before we record an episode based on the episodes we're talking about. So this week, Jillian, the poll was... Poll time! What is the best way to describe Darcy? We've got Prickly, which came in at 33%, Douchey at 17%, and Tall, which won at 50%. I said Tall. That seems like a very... I, I didn't even have to guess. I, I figured right. you put tall. What did you say? What do you think I said? I don't know. <laughs> prickly? I said prickly, yes. Oh, okay. Very good. Oh, okay. Uh, I said prickly. I think it's a great word. And I think it's accurate, you know. I sort of see both sides. I get that he's not super sociable. Sure. But I wouldn't go so far as to call him so douchey when I don't know him that well. Yeah, so again, if you want to participate in those polls, follow us on Twitter at the Pemberley. And we also have our WordPress page where we post these episodes and anything we mention in these episodes on the Pemberleypodcast.wordpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Find our page by searching the Pemberley Podcast. We're on Instagram at the Pemberley. Again, there's so many different ways for you to keep up with us. And if you're loving these episodes, please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. We would so appreciate to hear your input. And remember to keep up meme girls. We want to hear from you. And as always, if you have any questions or any comments, feel free to email us directly at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye.